ultimately the positive movement can become transcendent movement where we're using our healthy body to help ourselves, others, society, and the environment, and then the world. I'm Dr. Mark Rowe, and welcome to my podcast, In the Doctor's Chair. As a family physician, my expertise is supporting people in the areas of positive health and lifestyle medicine. Join me in conversations that share life lessons, health habits, and leadership practices, focusing on positive psychology, lifestyle medicine, and ways that enable you to live with more vitality on purpose. Appreciating that when it comes to your vitality, that everything is so interconnected. Episodes will air weekly, and you can find me wherever you listen to your podcasts. And of course, on my website, drmarkrow.com. I'm delighted to be joined today by Dr. Elaine O'Brien, pioneering fitness leader and expert in the psychology of well-being and movement science. Elaine's work advances the role of positive movement, how moving your body can help you achieve flourishing mental health, physical fitness, and more positivity in your day-to-day life. She earned her Master's of Positive Psychology under the direction of world-renowned positive psychology scholar and educator, Dr. Martin Seligman. Elaine's work serves people across many fields, from coaching, fitness and performance, to medicine, health, education and business. Join me as we discuss resilient and pre-resilient well-being, fitness as a buffer in life. If you're a leader who recognizes, particularly since COVID-19, that living with vitality and building a more resilient mind matter now more than ever for you and your team, then this podcast is for you. For further details, visit drmarkrow.com. So I'm really delighted to be joined today by Elaine O'Brien from New York, who is a pioneer in this whole area of positive movement. She talks about things like dancer size, plogging. And Elaine, it's so great to have you on the podcast. Can you tell me about your experience with this idea of positive movement? Yes, and it's a joy to be with you. And I've loved your work since I met you at Dell Medical School in Austin, Texas. So thank you for your work. So to me, positive movement actually came about organically through my work for 40 years teaching dance fitness and working in fitness, group fitness. And then in 2008, I earned my Master of Applied Positive Psychology from the University of Pennsylvania, studying under the father of positive psychology, Dr. Martin Seligman and Chris Peterson and Angela Duckworth and the giants. So the idea was that I could see that when we included aspects of positive psychology, like learning your strengths or showing appreciation for people and connecting people to each other so that they could build their social reserves and just adding more positivity through rhythmic movement and music, that it lifted people up. And in my research, Mark, what I found was I looked at people who were attending this dance fitness program, Dancer Size, for an hour twice a week. Mm-hmm. And the criteria to be in the study was to be in the program from five years. Mm-hmm. So the people that were randomly selected attended the program from five to 20 years. So people were coming to this program. And in our interviews and in our research, what we found was not only were the participants who ranged in age from 65 to 85 years young, we'll say, yes. um, but 
their children were also doing better and their grandchildren were doing better. They had better well-being reported because their their mom participants were self-determined positively. They were autonomous. They were strong. They were volunteering. They were giving and they were loving. So that started the idea of the positive movement movement. Mm, I think that's really interesting how one person deciding to become more of a leader in their own well-being and maybe building a new exercise and movement program, how that can positively impact those people around them. There's a positive contagion uplift effect, isn't there? Yes, it's definitely an upward spiral of goodness. And again, people got together and they supported each other during times of despair or times when people needed each other or to do good things. Like we created a library in our community because there wasn't one. So it's just like being able to dance for the arts or walk for the cure. So people came together. And then I got invited to write an article for the Happiness India Project. And in my research, I was looking at what people were doing to inspire other people. So I found that Captain Tom Moore, who at 99 years yes. wanted to do work for the workers who were doing, caring for people with COVID. And mm. he did this walk around his garden and he became a knight and just raised thousands wow. for the charities to help people. So yeah. we, can, we can inspire people in so many ways through moving positively and inspiring. Well, you're, you're so right. That man was such a positive inspiration at his age. And it brings me to this idea of healthy aging, because, you know, I think ageism is, is a real issue in the Western world. But we now know through lifestyle medicine that, that you can stay healthier for so much longer through your lifestyle habits. And, you know, I love exercise, that idea of exercise as medicine, that biochemical cocktail of brilliance you can give yourself. But movement is also so important. Isn't that right, Elaine? You know, to actually move regularly. Yes, it really is. And again, there's apparently an epidemic of inactivity as we're Mm. more on social, on our devices or sitting more. So to be able to get up a few minutes every hour is a great thing. Walk around, do some squats, do some wall push-ups, anything that you can do. And we used to think you needed 20 minutes to get a benefit, but if you even put a few minutes every few hours, like you'll, you, it kind of grows mm. and you get some good benefits and your brain gets that neuroplasticity, right? And neurotropic mm. or brain-derived neurotropic factor increases. Even with just a little bit of movement, mm. we get our brain sparking. And it I, think you're I think you're absolutely right. The idea of micro moments of movement throughout your day, there was a study done that showed that if somebody sitting at their desk got up and moved an extra 10 times a day, even for 30 seconds at a time, it would lower their blood pressure, belly fat, blood cholesterol, blood sugar, insulin levels all, all went down. That idea of micro moments, small extra additional opportunities for movement during your day really compound over time. Oh, they do. And even if we do intentional movement, it's just, it makes it more rich and it's Mm -hmm. more rewarding for you too. And then I think again, as we said, Mark, it sets an upward spiral because then people might, you know, look at us funny if we're doing this at the office, right? And when we go back to work eventually, but it just, more people joining in, I think will really help lift up the behavioral economics, both on an individual level and a societal level to help people that are, as you said, healthier for longer. 
you know, people are living longer, but we want to put more life into our years, not just Absolutely. To our life. Years to our life, hopefully, but life to our years, definitely. Definitely. <laughs> Elaine, can you tell me about, I know from, from reading about you that you did some work in, in Giant Stadium in New Jersey, where you got a whole crowd of people moving. Could you tell us about that? Oh, yeah, that was a real pivotal moment. Again, I used this idea of using your healthy body to help yourself and others from mm-hmm. when I was a very young dance fitness teacher. I was doing some dance-a-thons to raise money for the American Lung Association of New Jersey. And the idea was to see if we can get a group of people and we got 200 women to perform at Giant Stadium. I had one lady who came from Italy. We sent her the choreography and then we did this halftime show routine. And my idea was to try and raise money threefold, raise money for the Lung Association. And our event raised over $50,000. And then it went on to be adopted nationally in the U.S. and raised over $6 million. Brilliant for patient services, which was really just a joy to learn that. And then to get the fans up in their seats to have that micro moment, the 10 minutes maybe moving. So we tried to pick eclectic music that people would really enjoy. And then to do a performance that really celebrated the people who were involved, the teams, and then the the crowd. So it was just really, really a lot of fun. And our first song was, Do You Love Me? And I think love and movement are really go together. So, yes, um, and I mean love is such a such a, a great positive emotion, and I think it really plugs into Vegas, the parasympathetic nervous system, with all that oxytocin, and of course exercise does that as well. So they're they're yeah. well connected together. Yeah, it was a joy running through that tunnel and out onto the field and having 50,000 fans cheering. Mm, That's fantastic. It was a joy. Thanks for asking about that. Well, I think all of these things you can do if you're a leader in in the health and well-being space, as you clearly are. I mean, you know, actions speak louder than words. So if you can do something that can actually galvanize your local community in in terms of that upward spiral, I mean, that's really what it's all about. It is. And one thing that I feel really proud of was in 1991, I was invited to develop a program to reduce alcoholism and drug abuse in Mm -hmm. adults in our community as a preventative program. So I was trying to think of what what my strengths were. And it was around teaching dance fitness. So Mm -hmm. again, what I tried to do is create a program where people felt welcome and Mm. just that they were connected. So as I said earlier, this program just has endured up until the pandemic, but we're still in touch. And again, feel really proud of the fact that we can do preventative things to help reduce the costs of ill health and disease. Just again, just that one hour dancing twice a week made such a difference for people and their families in the community, Mark. Absolutely. And I think it's that idea of bringing people together as well. People support and encourage each other in different ways. I think that's that's really, really good. But I suppose for me, the other part of action speaking louder than words, Elaine, is I think if you have real authenticity as a leader in the health space, you will value health yourself through your own actions and through your own habits. For me, that's really, really important. I mean, how do you stay healthy yourself? So I I try to move often. I try to pray. I try and get time outdoors. I wear sunblock. Again, I think the power of love and understanding. And I think people go through ups and downs in life. And so I practice resilient well-being. I've had a fair amount of tragedy personally. And I feel that 
there's an aspect of fitness that has a protective factor for people. And it's mm-hmm. almost like I heard Robert Biswas Tiener talk about the word pre-silience. So it's that we know about resilient behavior, that ability to bounce back, but pre-silience is laying down a foundation so that when you do get hit mm-hmm. with like a tragedy or something, that you have those stores to keep you already lifted. Yes. And like I a love buffer. That. A buffer, exactly. Mm, yeah. yeah. And I, d- I, I didn't realize that you'd had some personal tragedy. Yeah. I actually, I, my dad had passed and he had was on dialysis and it was just a really awful situation. And he suffered a lot and it really drove me into despair. And oh. I found positive psychology. It was a miracle. I found a paper on my desk and I'm usually very neat and it wasn't that neat. And I called and started taking my first psychology class. And then I went to the University of Warwick and studied, well, I attended the CAP conference there and then enrolled in the Penn program and graduated from Penn in 2008. But then my mom also, when I was doing my doctoral work, she succumbed to dementia and Alzheimer's. So it's been really, and then my brother passed. So it's been just, I only have oh, one so sibling. Sorry. So it's been really important to be able to, I guess, have that ability to bounce back, but just to hold people in your heart and to mm. just try and, you know, through the love of movement and then move, finding movement as love and to honor yourself and other people, I think really matters. So well, even though it was tough, it really helped me a lot to be able to get my life back. I think life yeah. has life has speed bumps for all of us. And unfortunately, we all experience loss at different times. And I remember reading once that, you know, as long as you hold the people you loved in your heart, they they live on. And for me, when I lost my own parents, I, I found that very comforting. I love that, that idea to hold people in your heart, mm. right? Those you love. And again, like I went through a period where I was so angry, but I think mm. that just being able to have the physical stores help my emotional health, my mental health as mm. well. And again, just to know that there is power in love and potential and finding joy in movement. I mean, it seems, I, I read something recently, Mark, that said that, you know, the science is finally keeping up learning about really the power of positive movement. That's kind of been like the positive psychology field has been growing so fast, but most of the interventions around mental, like, or as Dr. Seligman would say, neck up, which I don't really like that because I think we're a whole unit, but Mm. I think that it is like using your body and moving. It's just, you can have a giant shift or you put music on and start dancing or Mm. maybe put a song that my parents liked, you know, it makes me feel really feel very heartened, I guess. Mm. Well, I think, I think music really does plug into part of your soul or part of your psyche that few other things can reach. And I think movement, I mean, if you think of the word emotion, it's E plus motion and exercise plus motion. If you want to move, you will change your emotional state. And I've seen that so often myself, if I'm feeling stressed or sluggish, just get up for a walk, move around and you see things differently very, very quickly. So I, I really, I think you're absolutely right. And I've seen it so much with patients that take up exercise or movement programs how they really, really benefit from it. Yes, even if you put a a song on and you dance Mm. for three minutes, it's going to get your blood moving, your heart pumping, your mind more clear, and it feels great. And 
in my programming, what I tried to do is play eclectic music. So you find something for everybody. Mm-hmm. And again, Ellen Langer did that study, that counterclockwise study, Mark, about music that people who are of a certain age, they played songs that resonated from their heyday. And they, people actually physiologically got younger, mm. which is a, a fascinating idea. But it's a really quick lift, right? Isn't it just to be able to Absolutely. dancing? Is, That's is the study really... where they were they were taken away to the hotel for a week. Exactly. And they were measured on the way in um, in terms of their eyesight, their flexibility, their muscle strength. And then the environment was like, was 20 years younger, all the magazines, the TV shows, the music, as you said. Exactly. A week afterwards, they, had, they were fitter, they were stronger, they were biologically younger. They looked at least three years younger on photographs that were taken before and after. I mean, that was amazing. That was a brilliant synopsis of that study too, by the way, Mark. <laughs> yes, it's great. Yes, it's so compelling, isn't it? Just mm. to be able to think about that. Well, I'm always saying that we have two ages, you know, you have your chronological age, your date of birth, no one can change that, but your biological age, the miles in your clock, there are so many different variables that impact on that. I think, as you're saying, one of the key ingredients for healthier biological aging is movement and connection, strong, positive relationships. Yeah. You know, one of the things I've been playing with is this theory about the shapes of Mm. positive movement. Tell us about that, about the shapes. Yeah. So I I presented recently for the International Positive Psychology Association Evidence mm. and Action Congress, and this idea of that we want to honor people are all different, right? That we're all different shapes, sizes, ages, abilities, to, and mm-hmm. to be able to respect people, to be able to lift people up. So there's more just respect, I guess, and, yes. and care for people. So the idea of shapes is that we look at strengths, both. Mm-hmm physical strengths, and then also character strengths and virtues, that those things that Chris Peterson and Seligman talked about, mm-hmm. and recognizing the strengths in ourselves and other people. Mm-hmm. And then in the shapes model, the H is for happiness. Mm-hmm. So looking at hedonic happiness, what gives us pleasure, mm-hmm. and then also what gives us meaning in our life, mm-hmm. that eudaimonia, what, where are we at our best, maybe mm-hmm. with service or however. Mm-hmm. And then the A is around activity. What mm-hmm. are those activities that, again, maybe cause you to have flow where you become one with the activity and you just enjoy it so much and maybe activities that would serve other people, right? That you can do something to help out. Like we, what you had said about plogging, that idea that started in Sweden where people are walking and picking up litter or running and picking up litter or just like the halftime show. We did that activity. It lifted people up and it Mm -hmm. served people. And then the P is around positivity. And we know that when we're positive, it helps us to continue the movement. So I always encourage people to leave their training feeling great, Mm. to leave wanting more Mm -hmm. and maybe to challenge themselves, but not to be so challenged that you're going to be turned off, but think, and also to think of new things you could try. Mm -hmm. And then the E is for empowerment. And again, Martin Seligman is writing a book about agency and empowerment. So when we have self-care for Mm ourselves, we can give more to others. When we Mm -hmm. have self-determination, like autonomy, being able to make choices, having connectedness with other people and having mastery of a skill that really helps us around those shapes. And the last S in the shapes is around spirituality, having gratitude for healthy bodies, 
having love in our hearts for the world and just to be able to embrace trying to do more good in the world so that ultimately the positive movement can become transcendent movement where we're using our healthy body to help ourselves, others, society, and the environment, and then the world. And even just small steps can lead us to a more transcendent type of movement experiences. Well, I just think that's beautiful and very eloquently expressed. I mean, I love the idea of the power of small changes, that it's not about perfection. It's all about starting. And those small positive changes over time can really add up to make a big difference. And I think that mnemonic shapes you've given us, I'm just going to repeat it for our listeners, S for strengths, H for happiness, A for activities, P for positivity, E for empowerment, and finally S for spirituality. That's really very well put and really links it all so well together because everything really is so interconnected, Elaine, isn't it? It really is. And I think there's a multi-directional benefits and a necessity and benefit to moving well. And Right. It impacts us in so many ways. And again, I think that there's a chance also at any age to be a positive role model for other people. Mm. People are looking for inspiration. And I think that just like even how we carry ourselves with our posture, Mm -hmm. with our alignment, right, our our carriage, our gait. And it's something that, you know, it it tells, it speaks volumes, that nonverbal communication of how when we look at people and but we can we can all lift ourselves up even just posturally a little bit more every day. Well, I think it was Gandhi said, be the change you want to see in the world. So, I mean, it it all starts with each of us doing what we can where we are right now. Um, We're here. Absolutely. So if someone listening was was thinking, listening to this podcast, Elaine, you know, they'd like to become more active. What, What would three tips be for that person to bring more positive movement, bring more of that shapes idea into their daily lived experience? So I think there's a couple things. One would be if you think about maybe an activity that you enjoyed as a younger person, like Mm -hmm. if it was an adult, and then maybe think of a way to modify it. I think that that's often something. And also to be like build progression in your movement. Again, the idea of leaving wanting more so that you build up these little successes for whatever the activity is really can result in just really a great feeling of accomplishment or achievement in what you're doing so that you enjoy it. And then you get that benefit and then you keep feeling good. And then the last idea, one of my favorite studies is around personality and movement. And there's a a researcher, Gavin, I think he's from Concordia in Canada. What he talked about is if we look at our personality And we do a little bit of self-reflection and think about like, I think a lot of times we don't even realize all the possibilities of different types of movement there are that we might be able to do. Mm -hmm. But he says, okay, are you a social person? Well, maybe you would like a group fitness class or a a group experience, right? Again, we talked about you doing the New York marathon, right? And so you're with lots of people, or if you're maybe feel more combative, maybe you'd like a martial arts or a Tai Chi class, something like that. If you're adventure, maybe to do some rock climbing. And and so he has this like listing and I'm actually writing about that right now. So I love that idea about thinking about who we are and then it could even go the other way, right? So if you're competitive, you might look like a ballet class to just to balance it out. So yes. Yeah. So 
And if I was to say to you, Elaine, look, you, you've been on an amazing journey over the last few years, obviously in terms of the positive movement, movement as it were, you know, three years from now, if everything that you hope for comes to pass in your life, all your dreams, all your hopes, all your aspirations, in other words, your best possible future self, what would that look like for you, Elaine, in three years time? So for me personally, I would like to be able to, again, expand the platform that movement is accessible. It's You don't need to have a gym membership to do movement in your life. You can put the radio on. You can check online and listen to great music or mm-hmm. take a class online or get outside and do something so that people would be more open to the possibility of movement as a positive intervention in their life, something that is going to help them biologically and to have a great health span. That Mm -hmm. number of years where, again, we have the life in our years where we're living with vitality. And I'm a woman of a certain age, so I just want to be able to just keep be able to make a positive impact with the message and also to hope to learn, keep learning, keep growing and Mm -hmm. hope to help people. And keep inspiring as well. Elaine, finally, can I ask you, for you, what's the meaning of life? For me, the meaning of life is around love. Mm -hmm. I think love is the answer. I think that just to be able to find good in the world, catch people doing something right, embrace that, and just to put that, again, embodied experiences of feeling gratitude, love, those strengths that we talk about in positive psychology, and to just feel that, to have that as a presence within us that expands out to the world. I think that would be the meaning of life and love for me. Well, Elaine, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the podcast. Keep moving, keep loving, keep inspiring, hopefully adding years to life, but definitely adding so much more life to people's ears. Elaine O'Brien from New York, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you. Thank you, Mark. Thank you for listening to my podcast, In the Doctor's Chair. For further resources to support you to live with more vitality, please visit my website, drmarkrow.com.